0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, our Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. When I was a young girl, my mom had this beautiful fig tree that she kept in the house. I can remember watching for the fruit to be on it and it never had any. So flash forward to the house that I lived in with Sadie when she was a little baby, and we had a fig tree in the backyard. And based on my past experience with fig, tree, with fig trees, I did not expect much action. So you can imagine my surprise one day when I came home from work, and there was an 80-year-old lady who had put a, tree, a ladder up into the tree and had climbed up it and was picking buckets of figs. That tree was very fruitful and she knew it and she was gathering the fruits in abundance. So I thought about these two fig trees as I was preparing for our text today. Why was one fruitful and why was one not? As we have been talking about in our Bible study, sometimes Jesus will take an action or do a sign to emphasize a lesson he taught or a parable he just told. And that is the case in our gospel reading for today. Actually, he does all three. First, he teaches the lesson about sin, and then he tells the parable of the fig tree, and then he goes on after that to do a sign in order to emphasize his point. Now the sign, the miracle I'm talking about is not included in the reading, but I think it may be important to help us to understand what is going on in our lesson today. So after we hear about the sinners and the fig tree, we read in the very next few verses that Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath and just then, Luke writes, just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, woman, you are set free from your ailment. And when he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. And so I want us to think about those three things, the lesson on sin, (coughs) the parable of the fig tree and the crippled woman who was made straight. Now, first, I want you to notice that the gospel story today, in the gospel story today, we get to see a frustrated Jesus. He He has repeatedly taught that he came to save sinners, not the righteous. He came to save people who know they need him. And so today we get to see a frustrated Jesus, if not a downright angry Jesus, depending on the tone that you use when you read those very verses. He has been going from village to village, teaching the crowds, and the Gospel writer Luke tells us that thousands of people have been coming to hear what this man has to say. And so on this day, some people in the crowd tell Jesus about some Galileans, who were killed by Pilate's forces in the temple in Jerusalem during the festival sacrifices. And this is an event we know that actually occurred, because not only is it written about here in the Bible, but the Jewish historian Josephus also wrote about it in his History of the Jewish People. Anyway, the people are assuming that the Galileans who were killed in the temple must have somehow been worse sinners than the average sinner. And so therefore, these men who were killed were for some reason being punished by God. But then Jesus very pointedly tells them, No, you got it wrong. The men who were killed weren't any worse sinners Than any of you. It is not a question of who are the nice people and the pretty good people versus the mean people and the not so good people. Jesus is saying we all are sinners and that God does not grade on a sliding scale. It is what the theologians refer to as the human condition. In other words, sin is in effect in every single person's DNA. St. Paul wrote about this in his letter to the church in Rome. He wrote, I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but the sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. And then he goes on to say, wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death. And then he concludes, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see what Paul is saying is that he, we all know what we are supposed to do, more or less. And that each one of us, we're gonna fail at times we know what we are supposed to do but sometimes we're just not going to do it we all therefore all 100 percent of us are in need of redemption 100 percent of us me blake marty all these cute babies in the audience or in our congregation scott sadie all of us every one of us need a savior it's part of being human on this side of heaven. And so the bottom line is that we are no better off than those folks the tower fell on or the ones who were killed by Pilate long ago in the temple. But Jesus knows this. And he is therefore telling us to quit trying to play the game of justifying ourselves before God, quit trying to get him to look at the people over there and stop this unfruitful nonsense of weighing people in the scales. Quit keeping score. Just because those folks over there got killed does not mean that you're a better person, he tells them. And just because something bad happens does not mean your sin caused it. And the reverse is true as well. Just because something bad has happened not has not happened to you does not necessarily mean that you are a good person. You are also a sinner in need of redemption. We all are. And so we come to the parable of the fig tree. The old way of doing things, living under the law, trying to be righteous on our own, did not and does not work. And that is the way of an unfruitful fig tree. But Jesus has come to tell us something new, to do something new, to make that fig tree fruitful. He tells the crowds, he tells us, to focus on our own sin and then repent. Give all that sin, which is truly muck and manure, Give it to the true gardener because Jesus is the true master gardener and he is the only one who can do anything with it and can do anything about it and so we come to the sign that he performs that miracle of healing of the spirit of the crippled old woman Jesus lays his hands on her He heals her spirit and He heals her soul. He lifts her burden and He helps her to stand straight and to be whole. And so you see the three lessons this morning are actually for each one of us. Because once we realize our own sinfulness and we turn to Jesus, He forgives our sins and then he lifts our burdens and he heals our souls. And because of his grace and mercy and forgiveness we can cease living lives in fear of sin and death and fear of judgment under the crushing burdens of sin and death. And we can stop the comparisons and relax into who we are and focus on who God made us to be. We do not have to hide from him and hope he doesn't notice us because God knows us that we are covered with muck of sin and death and it's okay because the whole reason Jesus came, the whole reason was to scrape that stuff off of us so that one day on the other side of heaven we will be pure and holy children of god when we repent and turn to jesus he takes the manure of our lives all that sin the darkness the ugliness the meanness all that stuff that is so foul and stinky he grinds it up and he tills it into his good soil so that it is transformed into good fertilizer so that the gardens of our heart become holy ground. His fertilizer then creates the sap, which is the love mixed with forgiveness and compassion. And it runs through our veins through our very souls. And so our hearts become rich, good soil, like that around the well-fertilized fig tree, producing fruit for the kingdom in abundance. Amen.